Today we're talking about family ministry, and uh, this is my wife, Debbie. You met her during the welcome, and uh, I'm Dan Kubish. I'm the senior administrative pastor here, and I oversee family ministry as well, and we're super excited to talk to you today about that. And so we have a question for you. We love good questions, and we've been kind of wrestling with this question for the last year and a half, two years, and here it is. They're going to put it up on the big wall behind me. Uh, what is the faith of the next generation worth? Isn't that a good question? I didn't come up with that, so you don't have to give me credit. But what is the faith of the next generation worth? We're going to be talking about that today. And to help us, we've asked some of our staff, key staff members, to uh, come in via video to talk to you about a few things. And the first person you're going to meet is Carla Stenson. Now, Carla's been uh, with me since 2006, a dynamic leader. She oversees Adventure Avenue, Baby Bay, and our special needs programs. But Carla in, uh, had a special phase this uh, this last Friday, we talk about phases. Kids uh, have uh, phases in life, and so don't miss them. And her daughter, Hannah, her only daughter, Hannah, got married. There she is right there and uh, on Friday night. And to DJ uh, Mahana, who is Jesse's brother. Jesse was just out here. That's his brother. Uh, DJ's on my staff, creative staff. The cool thing is, you ready for this? Hannah's married name now is Hannah Mahana. Huh? Huh? The best name ever. I couldn't wait to say, say that out loud in public. So we're excited that you're here today. But here's Carla. And the other thing we need to do, this is kind of a working uh, type uh, message, is uh, we have a parent queue app. And what we'd like for you to do while you listen to Carla, her video is about four minutes in length, we'd like for you to download this app. Now, we have the New Spring Kansas app, and that's very, very important. That's how you give and talk back to us and all that stuff. But the Parent Q app is how you can sync up with family ministry here at New Spring. If you have kids or even if you're a grandparent or an aunt and uncle, everybody should have this app because when you have kids around you, you can instantly look up to see what we've been telling and talking to your kids about. It's all accessible through that app. So download, download that while you're listening to Carla. But here's Carla Stenson with some very important information information. In Baby Bay, the main thing we want you to know as a parent is that we understand that you are the most influential person in your child's life. And this is especially true when it comes to modeling your faith. Our goal is to come alongside you and encourage and support what is being taught at home. And we know that babies and toddlers experience separation anxiety and they need to feel safe. So our staff and volunteers work hard to make sure you feel comfortable leaving your child for the 60 minutes you're away from them so you can focus on what God wants you to hear that day. One way this partnership can be better for your child is to be as consistent as possible in coming at the same hour each weekend. We ask our volunteers to serve the same service time knowing they will see your child's face each week and your child in turn will see theirs. We have such dedicated volunteers who love seeing your child and we also strive to make sure our environments are clean and safe. Because once we've earned both you and your child's trust, we can then go to work planting seeds of God's truth in your little one. We pray Baby Bay is the initial environment where your child learns about Jesus's love in addition to your home. In Adventure Avenue, we begin assigned small groups at age three. We love to make learning about God fun. And so we've created groups using various animals for each room so your child can identify their group easily. The great thing is when your child has a birthday, they will remain in that animal group until they graduate kindergarten. 
But the most important thing we want you to know is that our small group leaders love your kids and they intentionally invest in the same group of kids each week so that our big church quickly feels small. The kids know their leader and our leaders look forward to sharing with you what your child is learning each week. During our large group time, your child will participate in worship songs, fun puppet skits, and interactive Bible stories. We want the lesson to be memorable for them and we know that preschoolers love to move and wiggle. So we keep things moving along with them. Kids learn best when they are involved and they love to use their imagination. Their world is full of wonder and we strive for them to understand God's love on their level. But small groups are where we can be really intentional. This is where kids have a voice with their small group leader and where the Bible lesson is reinforced through fun games. If you have a child in Adventure Avenue, I challenge you to get to know your child's small group leader. And while it's great to ask your child, did you have fun today? Ask them additional questions too, like, tell me what you did during small groups and what was the Bible story about today? How was it told? We know that repetition is key to learning at this age. And so we have a key question and one memory verse that we focus on every month. And we say them over and over in fun ways through the activities that we do. We'd love for you to take that information home and reinforce it all week long. And trust me, parents, they know it by the end of the month. Ultimately, our goal is to plant basic truths of God love into your preschooler. So one day they will be ready to ask you the bigger questions, which typically happen in elementary school about having a relationship with Jesus. Nothing makes my heart smile more than hearing a child say, Miss Carla, I decided to make Jesus my best friend. Kids Unlimited is a ministry for children with special needs age three through eighth grade. We've designed an engaging environment where children learn how much God loves them. And we specialize in partnering with families to ensure we give the best care based on their child's specific needs. We understand that some children have a difficult time engaging in our regular environments where there may be bright lights, louder sounds, and lots of kids. So we've created a sensory appropriate lesson, worship and craft to meet their needs. We encourage our one-on-one -on -one volunteers to build a strong relationship with their child. And can I just add, these volunteers are awesome. They love working with each child and meeting them right where they are in their learning. And I love seeing them flourish and grow with their volunteer mentor. If you have further questions about Kids Unlimited, I encourage you to reach out to me or Mont Jordan, our special needs coordinator. Well, thank you, Carla. And to go back to that question, uh, Christina, if you can put that back up on the wall, that question of what is the faith of the next generation worth, as a team, we've answered that for us. And it is everything. The next generation, their faith is worth everything to us. And what you see on campus and why we've spent millions of dollars to engage kids and we're about ready to launch a fourth and fifth grade building coming up, hopefully uh, late fall and it'll be done by uh, early uh, summer, uh, just for fourth, fourth and fifth graders. And so to, for us, the question, the answer to the question was everything. We believe the faith of the next generation is worth everything. And because we feel that way, there's some things we'd like to, to tell you. And first of all, we feel that way because Jesus made a pretty big deal about yes, kids. In fact, if you have your Bibles, if you don't, it's on the screens or it's on the New Spring app. Uh, Jesus was traveling with his disciples 
And, you know, typical disciples at this moment, they're being childish, uh, and uh, they were arguing who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. And so Jesus had to just take a moment and kind of get them all square with the world. And this is what Jesus said. He sat them down and called the 12 disciples over to him and said, whoever wants to be first in, in, in first place must be the servant to everyone else. Then he put a little child among them, taking the child in his arms, and he said, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also the Father who sent me. I tell Mark all the time, Jesus was the very first children's pastor, and it is an honor to have that title as children's pastor, and those people that you uh, will meet here on the video coming up, they take it on very seriously that they are ministers to kids. That's right, and in the very next chapter of Mark, Mark chapter 10, there's another scripture that we just wanted to focus on a little bit, because Jesus is out and about, and parents are bringing their children to him for him to bless them. Well, the disciples, they sort of think they're like the secret service or something, and they're trying to keep the children away. And here's what happens when Jesus sees that. It's in verse 14. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. It's pretty obvious that Jesus loves children. And that's why we believe the faith of the next generation is worth everything. And so we have three things that we want to tell you our beliefs about this. And the first one is children are made in the image of God. Uh, this is bedrock for us in the kids world of Venture Avenue 252, Wire Thrive. We want kids to know they are made in the image of God. In Genesis 127, the Bible says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And when kids believe that, and they believe they are made by a special creator, by God himself, it makes them make better decisions in life. And, you know, I was, I was telling the other services, uh, we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary a while back, and so I did not take my wife to Hawaii. I thought the better thing to do, the more romantic thing to do, would be to take her to Kids World Camp with 140 <laughs> elementary kids. <laughs> Honestly. I eventually did take her to Hawaii a couple years later, but uh, it was uh, on June 15th, we took 140 elementary kids to camp. And on that day, uh, we were sitting at the cafeteria and it was really special. Kids were bringing us extra pudding, hearts made out of twigs, leaves that looked like a you know, little heart. And they would tell us all a, a happy anniversary and we really enjoyed that. But we had a kid that was kind of giving us a, a little problem. His, his name was Jackson. He didn't want to really follow the rules and he was sort of even being a uh, a little bit of a bully and we just don't put up with that in kids ministry and so you know we were constantly telling them hey you know really bottom line he was just one thing away from being sent home from camp which we hated to do but you know throughout the course of the week that we were there we were telling the kids that God loved them that God made them and that he created everything around them and he made you exactly the way you are whether it's red hair or green eyes or blue eyes it doesn't matter God knows you he created you and knitted you together in your mommy's tummy and he knows everything about you and uh, we would always encourage the kids to go outside and look at all the creation around them the waterfalls and the beautiful clouds and the blue skies 
and the ants that are in the grass. And so while we were eating that special anniversary dinner with 140 elementary kids, uh, Jackson came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, Mr. Dan, can I talk to you? And I said, absolutely, Jackson. And, uh, and I didn't know what, you know, uh, I was hoping it wasn't anything major, like he punched a kid out or something. But uh, we went, I said, meet me out by the oak tree out in front of the cafeteria. And so I got out there and there was a golf cart parked there and I sat on the golf cart with Jackson. And I said, Jackson, what's up? And uh, he said, Mr. Dan, I've been walking around camp, this 1400 acre campus that we go to. And uh, he said, I believe that God created me. And I said, Jackson, that is amazing. I said, not only that, Jackson, God has a special plan for your life, and he did something remarkable for you. He loves you so much, Jackson, that he gave his only son, Jesus, to die for you, to pay the penalty of all the sins you've ever commit or have committed or will commit. And I had an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with Jackson. And right there in that golf cart in Quapaw, Oklahoma, Jackson accepted the Lord. Now, we come back two weeks, and Jackson leaves with his family to go to Louisiana. And we have not been in contact with Jackson. I mean, I got a couple letters from him saying he's in a new school and stuff. But Jackson believed that he was made in the image of God. And when people, when kids believe that, it makes a big difference in their lives. It sure does. It gives them purpose. And they tend to look at the world and themselves differently. And we're going to get to talk about that even a little bit more later. Yeah, my my, Jesse, who was just out here, he's my son-in-law. He got really smart about seven, eight years ago and married my daughter. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, he was one of our volunteers in Kids World. When we started in 2006, uh, we transformed uh, that. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, uh, 252 Theater over here used to be a gym. It had carpet on the walls, tan floors, tan walls, tan everything. Everything was tan. And uh, we transformed that into the theater you see today. But Jesse was a volunteer in that area, and he just loved kids. And we found out he was highly talented, highly skilled, a great writer. And pretty soon he became a key volunteer. Volunteer, and then he became a staff member, uh, and now he oversees that. He's our elementary school pastor, and he has a tremendous passion for elementary kids. And so he's here to talk to you because he has a couple things he really wants you parents, grandparents, aunt and uncles, new springers to know. Watch Jesse. I'm Jesse Mahana, and I'm here in 282 Theater, where every weekend our team works hard to build an environment for the kids and students in the elementary phase here at New Spring. This is the phase of life where kids think like scientists. They're learning how the world works, and their minds are uniquely wired for discovery, which is why we build an environment where kids can discover three important truths from the Bible. And we think these are the most important because they're directly tied to Christ's commandments of loving God and loving others as we love ourselves. We want your kids to discover in this room that they can trust God no matter what because he created them and loves them, that they should treat others uh, the way they want to be treated because God loves those people as well, and that when they make the wise choice, they can live the very best life that God has for them. This natural wiring for discovery also means that for these students, we work hard to engage them from the moment they come in our doors. We have volunteers who excitedly greet them by name, volunteers who engage with them throughout our environment, volunteers who help with the production we put on every single weekend that brings their Bible to life, and even our small group leaders where they can be an adult that's present in their life to help them apply these big ideas. 
As a ministry, our goal in all these efforts is to partner with parents. Because as hard as we work during the week to prepare the weekend, we really believe that parents are the spiritual leaders of a home. And when it comes to your child's spiritual development, what happens at home is more important than what happens at church. Which is why we work hard to partner with parents in three major ways. The first way is our small group leaders. When your family comes consistently at the same service, your student is placed in the same small group so that they can get to know the kids and a consistent adult leader in our environment. We train these leaders to specifically partner with and engage parents when they come in our doors to drop off and to pick up so that those small group leaders can be a champion for your family and your student's spiritual development. The second way we partner with parents is by providing widgets, and High Energy Kids World FX events. The widget is a simple fun activity that goes home with the kids once a month, and FX is a fun family event that we have throughout the year. And both of these are designed to bring excitement and energy to our big ideas so that parents can have an opportunity to talk to their child about what they're learning. And the final way we partner with parents is through our Parent Q app. The truth is intentional parenting doesn't happen on accident, and this app is an invaluable tool to parenting intentionally. Every single week, this free app has simple ways while you're driving, eating dinner, or getting ready for bed that you can use to engage your kids with what they've learned that week at church. So whether you're a parent or someone who's simply interested in serving as a greeter or maybe a small group leader, we're always looking for people who are ready to partner with us, say yes to the next generation. Because to our family ministry, the faith of the next generation is worth everything. Well, thank you, Jesse. So we're to the second belief uh, for family ministry, and his children are a blessing from God. There's a great verse in the book of Psalm 127.3, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. And Dan and I have definitely experienced that in our lives. We have five kids. They're all adults now and all married and have wonderful spouses who we consider just like our own children. And we have nine grandchildren. And we just love watching how God has used our children in so many unique ways. Each one is differently wired and um, has gifts and has taught us so much more about God and, and, you know, how our relationship with God and just so many things. But it's because of, you know, God gifting our children to us and not only our own kids and grandkids, but we've been part of the Kids World Ministry since 2006 when it started. And, you know, all of the New Spring kids are part of our family as well. And I have to say, because we know that kids and students until they are in high school can't get here on their own, we just wanna thank you parents and grandparents and whoever is out there that brings your kids and lets yes. us have an influence and an impact in their lives. We love it, they are part of our family and we want to help them grow spiritually. Some of us been taught to see what's wrong about kids instead of how God sees them. And so when your kids come through our doors, we know they bring baggage and they come from, some of them come from broken homes or they're in foster homes and, and they've just been shuttled around and they come with anger issues and, and wanting to belong and so they try to identify with the easiest thing they can identify with in this world and children have so much undue pressure on them. Let our kids be kids, you know? Uh, they don't need to look like an 18 year old when they're six. Let them just be a six year old. Uh, but we notice uh, when your kids come in, we want to see them how God sees them and we want to love on them and make an impact on them. That's exactly right. You know, there's a question we, we wanted to ask, do we complain about the next generation more than we pray for them? 
That's a pretty big question. Um, you know, we, as a family ministry, actually set aside a time every Wednesday afternoon. We, we often get prayer requests in or we just have ministry requests that we have and we send all those out to our entire family ministry staff. And at 1.23 on Wednesday afternoon, our family ministry staff specifically takes time to pray for those requests, for our ministry, for the kids that are involved in our ministry, for the kids that God wants us to reach. And so we take the time to do that. And we'd like to invite you, you may not have the request but man, you could be praying for our ministry with us, 123 every Wednesday afternoon. We would appreciate it. Yes, we would. And you know, there's a quote by Darius Daniels, and it's going to be up on the LED wall here. Every child needs someone who doesn't see them as an interruption, but as an appointment. Let that sink in for a minute. Every kid deserves to be treated like a divine appointment. And you know, for us with five kids, uh, I can't tell you five different stories, we just don't have time, but I can tell you one, uh, Nate, he's running the jib over there right now. Hey Nate, how's it going? Uh, he's my oldest son, but when he was about 12 or 13, uh, for years he would come in and help me. I used to be the tech director here at New Spring, what Daniel Dixon does now uh, for us. And so I was in this room a lot and there's light bulbs that are burnt out and things that get broken and all that stuff. And Nate would come in and help me do that. And uh, we homeschooled Nate at the time. And uh, so one afternoon, he wandered down to our shop where Dale Poor was making a set for Easter. And he just wandered down there, poked his head in, and just watched Dale, what he did. And Dale, instead of treating Dale, uh, Nate like he was an interruption, treated him like he was at a divine appointment. And he said, Nate, would you like to learn how, what I do here? Nate, yeah, I would like to learn that. And so for years, Nate and also my daughter, Sarah, would just volunteer with Dale to create these elaborate sets. And then eventually Dale couldn't live without Nate. And so we hired Nate and he worked on staff for about nine years here. And, uh, but the investment of Dale Poor into my son's life and really all three of my sons uh, and Billy Poor and Carrie Stein and Dave uh, David Borg and Larry Dinsmore, all these men that invested in my sons, and now they own their own construction business. But it wasn't because they got that skill set or their talent, that talent from their dad. It was because other men invested in them and saw them as an appointment, not as an interruption. And that's what we want to do for every kid that walks on our property: is that we want to view them as a divine appointment to teach them. God's that's truth. right. We need to connect our children with other caring adults who will treat them like they're made in the image of God. And you know what? There's a place for everyone to help reach the next generation. It may not necessarily be volunteering every week here at New Spring. It may just be going across the street and meeting your neighbors who have kids who you can invite to come to Kids World or The Wire or Thrive or whatever it is. Making an impact in someone's life because God gives you an open door to do it. Well, before we get to number three, we'd like for you to introduce you to Daniel Mahana. He's Jesse's brother. Uh, DJ's brother uh, also who just married Hannah and uh, Daniel's been with us for about eight years now when he took over uh, the middle school ministry it was running 55 60 kids and uh, now they have about 700 that uh, yeah I said 700 that guy about <laughs> fainted out of his chair yeah 700 uh, and that weekly uh, call this home and, but Daniel's a very passionate leader. He really is. And one of the top student pastors in the country. And we're blessed, blessed to have Daniel Mahana. So he has a couple things he really wants to tell you. So watch this. 
Hello, New Spring. My name is Daniel Mahana. I am one of the assistant pastors, and I have the great privilege of leading our student ministry teams. The Wire is our ministry for middle schoolers, and Thrive is our high school ministry. And our goal and mission is very simple, to help students make an eternal connection with Jesus Christ and with others in order to make their faith their own. Our strategy is to accomplish this by creating joyful, relevant, and irresistible environments led by skilled staff and dedicated volunteers. For our student environments, cultivating relationships is the most important aspect of our ministry. We believe that students need consistent, caring adults in their life that work hard to create a safe place for students to talk about their life and their faith, to ask questions, to be known, and to have fun. Our leaders also partner with parents to create a greater influence in the life of students. We believe that parents are the most important influence in their students' lives, and we believe that we can do more together. The leaders that volunteer in our environments are the heartbeat of our student ministry. Our host team leaders help to create a welcoming, clean, fun, and comfortable environment for students. And our small group leaders really are the youth pastors of what we do. They make a multiple year commitment in order to walk with the same group of students through middle school or high school. And the relationships they build with students during this time are some that last a lifetime. They are not just volunteering, they are influencing students' futures. Our volunteers, we consider them family and we couldn't do what we do without them. So if you're looking for a place to have a lot of fun and experience incredible worship and influence lives in an extraordinary way, then we'd love for you to come check out one of our student ministry environments. It's not for everyone, but if you wanna be a part of something big and to help students own their faith, then we'd love to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much, we love you guys. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, it's awesome. You can give him a hand, he's great. Well, it takes us to our third belief, and it's uh, we believe that children should be able to own their own faith. That's right, and there's a couple verses in the book of Luke, chapter six, and you may recognize these verses as a song. If you grew up in, um, if you grew up going to Sunday school back in the day, uh, you even as a toddler, you may have sung this song, and you had to do the actions. Aren't you, you going to sing it for? Him? I am not going to sing the it. Wise man. <laughs> but you know, the wise man built his house on the rock. Um, so anyway, that comes from these verses. I'm going to read to you. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well built. That's what we want our kids to experience. We know that trials and storms are going to come their way, don't we? Because we've all experienced them. And we want them to be able to have that firm foundation that they can lean on on their own in their times of trials. Yeah, and that's probably been the biggest blessing for Debbie and I having five kids now that they're adults is to see them go through the valleys of life and hold on to their own faith. They're not holding on to their dad's faith, their mom's faith, Mark Hoover's faith. It's their own faith. They know where to go in God's word to find hope and to find love. And they know how to have a marriage because they know where to find the scripture that says husband loves your wife. You know, and they know where to go that talks about how to raise your kids in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And it's their own faith. And when my kids go through those deep waters to see them hold on to God and not have to have their dad and mom try to hold them on to God. It is a tremendous blessing. And to all the volunteers that help us do that every week for all these kids, thank you. And thank you to all the volunteers that helped our kids as they were going through. Because uh, the church should be the best place to be uh, find hope, right? Mm -hmm. 
Newsters should, uh, should know, be known for it's a place where you can find hope. And maybe you're here today and you're looking for that hope. We're going to give you that opportunity to find it because it's here and it's easy, accessible. That's right. When kids own their own faith, we know that they can change the world around them when they're taught to serve and give. And there's a lot of opportunities that we do with that. We talk about project generosity in kids' world. It's something that we do with our elementary students. Students come in, you know, when, every time they attend, they get points. Every time they say a memory verse, they get points. Um, when they bring a guest, they get points. And those points add up. And one day they're gonna be able to use those in a project generosity store. Now, a lot of times you might think, well, the store will be just where they can get little trinkets for themselves as a reward. No, in our project generosity store, it's a mission store. So those kids have their points and they can use their points. We set up a whole cool store. They get to go shopping and they can use those points to buy things like um, Bibles, for prisoners who are in prison across the country. They can use those points to maybe buy supplies for some of the ministries that we support, like Embrace and some pregnancy crisis centers and things like that. They can use those points to affect um, people here on campus or affect people around the world. They, were, they had set a goal to buy a tractor, and I think you just said they, got that, they yep. met that goal. So right. they put their points toward buying a tractor for a missionary who's in Guatemala, and that is so cool that they reached that goal. So that's one really cool thing. Another great thing that's been happening is that our kids are learning to serve. Now, our, I want to tell you this. In Adventure Avenue, which is our three-year-old three through kindergarten environment, nearly 50% of the volunteers are middle school students. Can you believe that? Nearly 50% of the volunteers yeah. in Adventure Avenue are middle school students. They've already realized, they, they barely are teenagers yet, but they've already realized that they can make an impact on the generation that's coming behind them. And I'll tell you right now, Adventure Avenue could not run if our middle school students were not involved right now. So that is a blessing to us. We love to see them be able to use their gifts to serve. And you know, we have, uh, uh, Barna did a research and I'd like to share you with some numbers as we close today. And, uh, Kids age 5 through 13 have a 32% probability of accepting Christ in their life. But when it goes to 14 to 18 years old, it drops 4%. Now, it doesn't drop 4 percentage points to 28. It drops to 4%. And once they turn 18, it goes up just a little bit to 6%. But if... We have mentioned at the beginning the faith of the next generation is worth everything. That is why. Because we know we have to reach boys and girls for Jesus when they're young. When they're learning all these great things in their minds, they have to be taught the Word of God. And uh, so, you know, and that's, I mentioned the fourth and fifth grade environment, and we're, we're super excited about that coming online because it'll give another opportunity for kids to learn about what Jesus did for them. But as I close today, and uh, I want to read you a passage of scripture from the book of Psalms. And if someone said, hey, Dan, what do you want the children's ministry at New Spring to produce? I mean, wh what's the vision? What's the target? I mean, wh what do you want people to to feel, or how do you want kids to be? This is what I hope every kid can say after they come through our family ministry. This is David, and it's in Psalm 71. It says, oh God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, Baby Bay, Adventure Avenue, 252 Theater, 
and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I'm old and gray, like Mr. Dan, do not abandon me, O God, but let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Now, we started the whole talk today by asking you a question. What is the faith of the next generation worth? But we want to add something to that. What is the faith of the next generation worth to you? We have about 450 volunteers that help us. And you might say, wow, that sounds like a lot of volunteers. And it is. We have about seven, 800 volunteers that help us across the campus every week. But just in family ministry, it's a little over 550. And you might say, why in the world do you need any more volunteers? Why are we taking time one Sunday out of a whole year to talk about this? It's because they keep coming, which we're thankful for. Kids keep coming. Families still come to New Spring. People are telling other people about what is going on here. And just the week before the holiday, the 4th of July holiday, we had 62 kids, first-time kids, show up that weekend. So just to have 1 to 10 ratios, we'd need six volunteers just in that one weekend to say, yeah, count me in. I'm willing to help. We average about 42 visitors each and every week into our family ministry here at New Spring. So here's the question. What is the faith of the next generation worth to you? I would like to give you an opportunity to say yes. The worship team is going to be out here to sing a song. And while they're singing it, if you have a cell phone, you're more than welcome to get it out. We'd like for you to text, say yes no spaces, say yes to 97,000. And when you send that message, it'll send you back a link and it'll give you all the ministries that you can be involved in. And you might say, hey Dan, I am not interested whatsoever in working with kids. That is fine. But we'd love for you to be able to open doors and guest services for families and kids coming through the door. We'd love for you to be able to run one of these cameras or sing on our worship team or take your guitar or your accordion and go down to Baby Bay and play for the babies. Or maybe you would like to do uh, student ministry. Whatever it is, my prayer is that God will prick your heart to say yes to the next generation. You can send, say yes to 97,000. As Austin comes out and sings, my prayer is that God will move you to help with the next generation. Trusting you to hear my yes and lead me all. 
number will be available all week long for weeks to come. You can text say yes to 97,000 or if you're old school, there's cards in front of you that you can fill out and say I'm interested in helping in a certain ministry. You can drop those off at the info counter on your way out. But before we leave, the best yes you can ever give in your entire life is to say yes to Jesus Christ. To put your faith and trust in what he did for you. And if you're here today, whether you're sitting up in the balcony or the galleries or on here on the main floor or in North Auditorium watching online, if you've never taken the time to realize what Jesus did for you, today can be that day. Jesus loves you so much and he wanted to have a relationship with you. And that's why he came and was willing to sacrifice his life on the cross. And the blood that was spilt was payment for your sin and my sin. And we can put our faith and trust in what he did. And simply all he asks is for your yes. They put him in a grave and three days later, he rose again under his own power. And according to God's word, he's at the right hand of the father and he wants to have a relationship with you. But he makes it simple. The cookies are on the bottom shelf. All you have to do is to believe it for yourself. I can't do it. Austin can't do it. Carla can't do it for you. Mark Hoover can't even do it for you. It is a personal decision that you all have to make individually. Because you can have the confidence when you leave this earthly life and you close your eyes in death, you will wake up in the glories of heaven, not based on anything that you have done, all because of what Jesus has done for you. And we'd like to give you that opportunity. I'm going to say a simple prayer. These aren't magical words. You don't have to use my words. You can use your own words. But just be honest and, and authentic, I guess is the word I'm looking for with God. So if you bow your heads with me across the auditoriums and the North Auditorium as well, say something like this. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. My life is so messed up. 
but I need you to come into my life and to change me from the inside out. Thank you for your wonderful gift of salvation. I put my faith and trust in you and what you did. Let me tell others about what you did for me today. Thank you for saving me. I love you. Amen. Now look up here. If you just prayed that prayer, you have a new life in Christ. According to God's word, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life that can never be taken out. And when you leave this earth, you will wake up in the glories of heaven. And we'd love to get your walk started. If, As you leave today, if you just go by our guest services info center out there, they have a special box they've created with a Bible that Mark preaches from, a book he wrote, some other things that we'd love to give you. Free of charge. They're not going to hassle you. They just want to rejoice with you because you just made the best decision of your life. And New Spring, we rejoice over that, don't we? Yes, sir. Well, thank you for being here. God bless you. Next week, we start DNA of the champion. You don't want to miss it. Invite somebody back with you. God bless you, everybody.